All right, guys, welcome to the first Downtown Giants podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Peake. Um, this is going to be our first show of the night. I am joined tonight by a very special guest, um, the founder of Downtown Rams, Jake Allenbogen. Jake, how you doing tonight? I'm great, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for uh, coming on and being our first guest. Uh, all right, let's get right down to business there. Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Where to even begin? What is your take on on this trade? I mean, <laughs> tell us how you feel from a, a non-Giants fan perspective. Yeah, so when I look at this trade, um, I, I think of two things. I think, one, you look at the Cleveland Browns, and they instantly became a Super Bowl contender. You realize they're, they're yep. you know, for real. Um, the Giants, this is not a good move, in my opinion. And, you know, the original trade was rumored to be a first, a second, a third, and Jabril Peppers, but we just learned that it's a first, a third, and I don't even know if they got another pick. So um, not getting that second rounder, I think, really hurts that. And talk about the best receiver in the National Football League. Um, not arguably. I do believe he is the best. I know you believe so as well. Um, I just can't believe it. I, I cannot believe it. Um, and I think Dave Gettleman is kind of digging himself a, a little grave in New York. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's been just over 24 hours and the Giants fan base has not not gotten quiet about this. I mean... Wow. You know, it, and just following up a big move they made the other day, you know, you go and you get a guy like Zeitler, um, you know what I mean? And you start thinking playoffs, you know what I mean? Build that line with that running back. You got Odell Beckham, you know, and then you throw all that away. You trade him, and here's my biggest issue with it. Not enough compensation. Like you said, um, the rumor trade was supposed to be a little bit more, you know, and what did they end up getting? A first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. You know what I mean? You're you're trading a cornerstone franchise player, and that's all you're going to get is the 17th pick, a third, and an okay safety. I don't know if that's enough. And, and I agree with you because I mean, when you look at this, you're like you're thinking, okay, you know, when you saw Odell Beckham Jr. got traded, I know the first thing you thought of wasn't necessarily about compensation; it was more about why, like it was anger. But you know. My issue is a guy like that, you want to get long-term value. Like, I would have asked for multiple picks this year. I would have asked for multiple picks next year. Maybe a pick even after. Like, really try because there was nothing out there that suggested he had to leave now. It was like no one believed the rumors, and then some people believed the rumors, and then all of a sudden, I thought he had more of a chance of being traded to the Rams last year. Um, and then, you know, this year he gets traded to the Browns. I had to be with his best friend in Jarvis Landry. And I feel like, you know, did he somewhat orchestrate this? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure he had something to do with it. But at the same time, it kind of hits you when you're leaving New York City. I mean, you and I go there, you know, for a concert every, you know, once in a while. And it's always sad to leave such a, you know, beautiful city and everything. Now imagine Odo Beckham Jr. going from New York to Cleveland. I mean, it's going to be different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, New York City and Cleveland is just a complete difference. You know, New York City is, is the Mecca. You know, it's 
one of the three probably best cities to visit in the United States. Uh, that's not a knock at Cleveland. Um, I, I know Cleveland's a very nice city, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, now you got the Browns actually looking like a playoff team. So that's pretty exciting. Um, totally get the move for Cleveland. It's it's a great move for them. And they didn't even have to give up years of draft picks for it, which is even better for them. Um, and I, I like it for Odell as well. You know, he does get to play for, or what I should say, um, a good friend of his, Jarvis Landry. I mean, they're a dynamic duo. They complement each other very nicely. Um, biggest takeaway from this though is is Dave Gettleman. What are you doing, man? I mean, just think about the future of that. You're going to have guys like Saquon Barkley, who's going to be coming up on a contract year and you know a few years. Um, is he going to want to sign there now? You know, I know it's early in his career. You know, he's just a rookie sensation and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like, you know, if he thinks about signing, he's going to remember, hey, what'd you do to Odell? You know, Dave Gettleman sat there and has told the fans and has told OBJ, you know, why would we, he asked us all the question, why would we sign him to trade him? Well, Dave, I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here waiting for the answer now. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it, you know, obviously coming from downtown Rams, I'm going to give you a Rams analogy here. You know, remember that time at the Combine and, you know, the Rams had Sam Bradford and, you know, they, they had, um, you know, really all this, you know, clouded, you know, judgment about Sam Bradford. Um, you know, media didn't believe the Rams were interested in him long term. And the, when the contract came to the table, the Rams didn't, they weren't going to be able to pay him. Uh, they just didn't feel like they were going to be able to pay him that money. You know, he was, you know, too injury prone. So what does Les Snead do? right before he trades him for Nick Foles in a second-round pick. Well, he goes on the Combine coverage. They interview him, and he says, you don't just delete Sam Bradford. Well, Les ended up deleting Sam Bradford uh, earlier that month, and uh, or later on that month, and you know, it just kind of goes to show, you know, it's all a game. Um, anybody can be traded at any time. And this really goes to show, I mean, 26-year-old Odell Beckham Jr., he is not Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. He is not the head case that Antonio Brown is. I know a lot of people don't like, you know, his on-field antics, but quite honestly, what does that get you? Maybe a 15-yard penalty at worst? I mean, he really hasn't been that big of a deal. I think it's overblown. I think it's the old-school football fan and the football coaches. That's what I think. So somebody like Coughlin... He didn't like him. And, you know, it's funny. Kimberly Jones, uh, she posted, you know, she had a, like the heart problem that, that she had. She had to get surgery, right? And, uh, you know, she posted the video on uh, on Twitter basically like, hey, you know, Odell was the one that, that you know, he, when I was going through that, he texted me like, hey, you know, I hope I get to see you again. You know, kind of like, you know, get well soon, all that. And, it, you know, it meant a lot to her, but... You know, the thing is, her point of that was people don't get the real Odell, you know, and it's kind of the thing is, like, he is just trashed no matter what, and, uh, you know, it, it did hurt him to leave New York, and, you know, she brought up an interesting point. She said, you know, she got to know him during his rookie year in the locker room, and she basically said, you know, this is somebody that wants to practice and just absolutely loves the game of football. And Tyler, I remember you and I were kind of joking about it because the reports kept coming out that, you know, Tom Coughlin was, uh, you know, 
you know, quote unquote, real frustrated that Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, couldn't, you know, suit up and practice because of his hamstring issue, but it was real. And, um, you know, I, I think it, he's an ultimate competitor and, um, you know, he's somebody that he came out of nowhere, but should he have come out of nowhere? You know, should did we miss something in the draft? I mean, I kind of feel like we did. Um, you know, there were people that thought he was a little overdrafted. Um, he was picked ahead of Aaron Donald, you know, and um, that was right after the, the Giants had uh, let Limbaugh Joseph go in free agency. So, you know, to pass up on Aaron Donald, they received some scrutiny there. But, you know, Old Beckham Jr. ends up becoming a superstar, and he's one of the most globally recognized NFL players in the league. And now he's gone to Cleveland and it just doesn't make sense to me because it's like you kept Eli Manning. So I thought, you know, I thought you were, if you're trading Odell Beckham Jr. At least kind of move on and try to rebuild, you know, this model's not working. I mean, you know, who is it? Nate Solder's your second highest paid player. Eli's your first highest paid player. Okay. And then, you know, Obviously, Janoris Jenkins, he's got a huge contract, number three, Alec Ogletree, four. Zeitler comes in as your five, right? You you eat $16 million in dead money for Odell Beckham Jr., and on top of that, Kareem Martin is up there at uh, number seven highest paid player, just ahead of Rhett Ellison. And then, oh, by the yep. way, Corey Coleman, he is the 10th highest paid player. So the Giants, if you look at their roster, I mean, a lot of these guys are getting paid that would have been cut on other teams. So I'm not really sure what Gettleman's doing. And I totally understand, you know, Giants fans frustration because where's the direction here? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the direction has shifted so much in just a couple of years now. Um, you know, I actually, I liked a lot of the moves that Gettleman made last off season. I thought trading um, a guy with an expensive contract, like Jason Pierre Paul, moving him to Tampa Bay and getting a draft pick. You know, I mean, I thought that was a pretty solid move. Um, draft, they went out and got, you know, Will Hernandez, Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? Like, they got some stud players in that draft. Um, so going into this year as a Giants fan, you were decently optimistic about Gettleman. Um, but now after this trade, I mean, it wasn't long ago that they moved Olivier Vernon, another, you know, guy who I like. He's a very talented pass rusher, but, you know, he's a little bit overpaid. Um, you trade him and you get a guy like Zeitler, an all-pro guard, and you're looking at this team and you're like, okay, they're solidifying this offensive line. They have Odell. They have Saquon. You know, load up that defense and maybe they make a shot, you know, one more shot with Eli Manning. Instead, you trade Odell Beckham. Now you've completely changed the entire offseason direction. Um, So now they're looking from, you know, maybe being a possible playoff team to, you know, what's the point now? You know what I mean? They're going to go into a full rebuild. Um, another thing with Eli Manning, um, he got a $5 million signing bonus added onto his contract for this year as well. So it's it's very mind-boggling a little bit. It's like they're trying to rebuild, but I don't know. How do you hold on to a guy like Eli now? If you're planning for the future, what's the point of having a 37-year-old starting quarterback? Um <clears throat> I don't know. Just as a Giants fan, it's it's a very a very weak free agent year, honestly. You go and trade OBJ. Um, on top of that, you let Landon Collins go to a division rival. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, that's it, not a good exactly. Point. You know that that's kind of the thing here. You know, 
how much better do the Giants get? I think they really only got worse. I mean, you know, at least they signed Alex Tanney, right? Oh, at least they, you know, went oh, yeah. out and they got, you know, Antoine Bethea, who would have been amazing seven years ago. Yep. Um, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what the direction is. I mean, is LaMarcus Joyner on the chopping block? Like, we need to know these things. And, you know, there's not enough answers being provided. And then, you know, when somebody asks them, like, oh, yeah, well, this isn't happening, and that happens. You know, the Zeitler move was great because they got an all-pro guard that was going to help them. Now he goes with Will Hernandez. Now you start to try to build up that offensive line. Um, but at the same time, if you're in this rebuilding mode, like if I'm Kevin Zeitler, I, I'm kind of wondering what I just walked into. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, he, <laughs> he probably went from being really excited, pumped up, and – you know, it's just a, it's a devastating move for a franchise. I mean, Odo Beckham is one of those franchise players. You know, everybody's got a jersey. You know, like you said, he's one of the most globally recognized NFL stars. You know, when people people try to play it off like he's some kind of thug or something like that. He's got a bad attitude or something like that. But really, you know, he's he's passionate. You know what I mean? Like there was the whole situation with the net and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some of the antics, it's kind of like, all right, come on, dude. But at the same time, if you're getting that kind of production, you can't put up with, you know, him getting feisty on the sideline over, you know, they're, they're all there to win. You know, everybody wants to win. And, you know, we're getting upset with him for, <laughs> you know, being like that. Um, but, yeah, you go out and get a guy like Antoine Bethea. So you let Landon Collins, a young, you know, already been to a Pro Bowl, a couple Pro Bowls. You let him walk to a division rival, and you bring a guy like Anton Bethea, who was good on the Colts eight years ago. It just doesn't really make sense. And, you know, they get a guy like Peppers. Um, I don't mind getting him. I think he's talented. Um, he's a very gifted athlete, as he played, you know, all sorts of positions for Michigan just a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, is getting him in a middle-round pick worth trading the best receiver in the NFL? I guess only time will tell, but it doesn't look very promising. No, no, it, it does. I mean, just going through this, this depth chart, like, there's just a lot of uncertainty. You know, it's like, so, you know, obviously they find a, a stud in B.J. Hill, you know. Um, yep. Dalvin Tomlinson, he's a stud as well, you know, young guy. Kareem Martin, like, why? <laughs> you, you know, that. I mean, why? Um they they need an upgrade. I mean, right now, your best pass rusher is Kareem Martin. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't have words for that. I mean, you you know, obviously, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I I think anyway, Lorenzo Carter is the best pass rusher on the team. But by you know value, you know, basing on how much you're paying somebody like Kareem Martin, he's your. I mean, he's your highest paid edge guy. You got rid of Vernon's contract, but then you sacrifice sixteen million in dead cap for OBJ just to be traded. I mean that blows my mind, honestly. Um, the secondary as well, you know. I mean, there are some good pieces there. You know, I was a huge fan of Sam Beal. Uh, Beal is going to be back. He had an injury that oh, yeah. sidelined him the entire year, and uh, you know, I'm interested to see him. They won't bring back BW Webb. Hopefully, um, he had a rough year, uh, and that's kind of you know 
cutting that short. Um, you know, safety, it's like Bethea is there, and I think, you know, maybe Michael Thomas gets a shot. They still have to bring back Riley Curtis. I thought he had a good year, and, you know, they have guys like Cam Moore and, and you know, Sean Chandler and Kenny Ladler, but, you know, I, I'm really interested to see, you know, what they do because they have $27 million in cap. That's not including, you know, the what is taken out uh, for the draft, you know, the the reservation for the draft, which could be up to five to seven million dollars. But they can't be done with this. This isn't good enough. And you're in the New York market. The Jets just got Le'Veon Bell. And what did you do today? You signed Antoine Bethea. You know, you traded Old Beckham Jr. The Jets got CJ Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. It, it, you know, it just doesn't look good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at this division, it's already going to be a tough competitive division. You know, you had a very good Dallas team last year. Um, Philly went out and won a playoff game. Um, I mean, the Redskins kind of, kind of, eh, but I mean, they stole Landon Collins. Um, they're still trying to get Haha ha Clinton Dix back. So, you know, you're looking at a tough safety tandem there. Uh, Darius Geis will be back this year for them. Um, and I wouldn't roll out Case Keenum either. You know, he can sneak up on you. And this, you know, this Giants defense, especially with the secondary being so iffy, um, you know, a guy like Keenum might actually sparkle playing Giants. Um, not even that, but just um, outside of the division, you know, the crosstown New York Jets, who everybody jokes about, oh, you like the Jets? You know, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1969, whatever, 1970. Um even the Buffalo Bills are making splashes in the free agency, and you're sitting here, you know, trading away your best players and signing Alex Tanney. Like, you know, it's it's Gettleman, man. You know, he's he's really got to figure it out. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, this is only his second season. You know, maybe he absolutely kills this draft. Um, only time is going to tell, but right now it's – it's not looking very promising and a lot of Giants fans are understandably very upset with the direction that he's going in. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I think you you look at, you know, what the Jets did, you know, again, Le'Veon Bell, Jamison Crowder, um, you know, obviously mentioned CJ Mosley. They just signed Daryl Roberts. Um, you know, obviously those acquisitions, but then trading for Kaleche Osamele, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they signed Trumaine Johnson. They signed Avery Williamson last year. So, I mean, you know, they have guys, you know, franchise faces in my mind in Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold, you know. So it's going to be interesting. And plus, they have Darren Lee who's sitting there at a pretty affordable rate. Um, and, and I think they're going to be able to trade him and get something good for him. So I think the Jets are really setting themselves up nicely. And like you mentioned, even the Bills. And I, you know, the the Bills are a team that I just keep looking at, and I'm like, they're not the Bills that you want to laugh at. You know, they're the Bills that, as long as they get some weapons for Josh Allen and they repair their offensive line, because right now you have Ryan Groy, you have John Miller, and you have uh, Jordan Mills, three starters. They're all hitting free agency. So as long as you repair the offensive line for your own quarterback and get him some weapons... The Bills could have a chance to be really good. I mean, their defense is not an issue. 
It's never been an issue. The defense has always been good. Oh, and, absolutely. you know, Sean McDermott, I think, just does a, a heck of a job on defense, and I think he's a he's a pretty good head coach himself. This past year was kind of rough. Um, they dealt with some injuries. But, you know, I think Josh Allen in, in year two, again, some weapons again. I mean, DK Metcalf, you know, I, they got uh, Cole Beasley, you know. Yep. I, I, I like their moves. Um, I believe they got John Brown as well. Um, so, you know, I, I like, I like the idea of just going out and getting some guys for, for Josh Allen, but I really feel like if, if they go out and get DK Metcalf, then I mean, is it really that hard to decide who the best wide receiver is in New York if that happens? Oh, absolutely. But yeah, the point with that is just, you know, Giants fans have gotten used to, you know, they're the only New York team that's won a Super Bowl in the last, you know, 40 years. And I mean, that this is a, a town that's deprived of championships. The Yankees have, what, one championship in like the last 20 years? You know what I mean? You got that. The oh, Knicks yeah. haven't won since early 70s, early to mid-70s, years ago. Um, I mean, Mets, Jets, Nets, it's been a long time. But, you know, now, now you're sitting there as a Giants fan watching – the crosstown jets and out in lake town buffalo you know they're making all these moves and you're sitting here you know getting rid of guys so it's it's different for a giants fan you know the last few years have been very rough they went through the ben mcadoo era and all that kind of stuff and you know how far this team has fallen since just 2011 they beat the new england patriots again second time in the super bowl and look at what happened since you know they can barely they had a couple of playoff teams, didn't really do much. And now you're going into a completely different era in which with a GM that you don't really trust, you know? And that's that's a tough position to be in. You know, this isn't a rebuilding team where you believe in everybody, you know. Shermer, you know, we'll see. I think he's a pretty solid offensive coach. Um, but we'll see how they handle it without one of the biggest weapons and one of the biggest, you know, scoring threats in the NFL. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, I It's really weird how they went from Jerry Reese to Dave Gettleman. Um, you know, there, there are guys out there, uh, you know, we talked about over and over again, you know, you, t- you talk about, you know, Chris Ballard. Um, Ballard was, you know, this up-and-coming general manager in waiting uh, behind John Dorsey in Kansas City. Kansas City lets him go and, and get the job with the Colts, and then they fired Dorsey for being, you know, too egotistical or whatever they said, and they have Veach. And, you know, I, I just think, like, for me, I think the Giants messed up at GM. You know, they're, now there's this whole talk where, you know, their general manager wants to, you know, go, like, run first offense. Like, since when does the general manager decide, you know, how the offense is going to run? And I'm not saying that, you know, Shermer didn't, you know, did have or didn't have those discussions internally, but this just seems way too abrupt. And it might have come from the top, honestly, but you know, here's the thing you failed as an organization if you paid a guy, you know, $20 million per year basically to be your franchise player, and then you decide to trade him away after the, the year after he signs that deal. This was not AB. AB's the one that forced himself out of the, you know, the Steelers organization and he did it rather rudely and disrespectfully. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he was kind of 
tweeting what you see around these players. You know, sometimes they get a little ticked off. They see other teams doing things that they're not. And so that's sometimes the way it happens. You know, he I know he he tweeted out um you know, it just it's just different there. You know, or or just different here. And it was a Rams emoji, you know. And it was kind of like people were like, "Oh, he wants to go to the Rams." And it's like, well, I think really he just doesn't I think it's really a lot of things, but I think he might have not seen the winning culture um, that he was seeing in other, you know, other areas. And I think, you know, Cleveland is kind of onto something there. The Giants have to reestablish their identity in this draft. Um, They're going to have picks to do it. But, you know, I kind of feel like we should dive into the draft. I don't know about you, but, you know, I think we're, uh, I think we're, we kind of hit the nail on the head with, with the whole Giants stuff and, I don't know if I want to, you know, sadden you coming on your podcast and talk more and more about, you know, the, the Giants' uh, offense and lack oh, of thereof offense and, you know, the defense. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I think we talked enough about the bad news. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And to every, <clears throat> to every yin, there's a gang. So let's talk about the draft a little bit. Um, one thing to look forward to as a Giants fan, um, they now have – a lot of picks in this draft um, because of a lot of these trades. You know, they now have two first-rounders and a second-rounder and two-thirds. Or, no, 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 they got their third back. Um, I believe they have two-fourths, a couple fifths. So, I mean, there's there's some roster moves to be made here. Um, they, they didn't have a huge free agency. They haven't really signed anybody, you know, that's going to be an absolute starter or stud at the position. Um, so, going into this draft, they have a lot of positions to fill, and they have a lot of picks to do it. Um, so I will ask you, where do you think they go at six? Well, I was going to say Dwayne Haskins, but I, I don't get the point of that. I, I don't, it's so hard to decide with this team. So you got to look at the offense. You got to look at the defense and be like, you know what? There's no pass rushers on this team. So honestly, if I'm the giants, I pick the best pass rusher available. Um, you changed the way you were going, the direction you were going in. Don't force a Haskins uh, draft pick. I've been saying this for a long time to, to draft Haskins. You know that. Um, because, I mean, Kyler's my number one quarterback. I expect him to go off the board one or two, but um, I, I just don't do it. You know, it, it's really, I honestly, I like Kyle Alletta a lot. You know that. Um, yeah. and, and I guess really my thing here is that if you're, if you don't have a concrete plan of what you're doing, just get better, I guess. You know, like, I don't know what you're doing for the future. I don't know. Um, You know, you still have Eli, so it looks like you're trying to win now, but you're not. Like, so if you are, I guess I'd go pass rusher. Might go Brian Burns at number six. Um, I like him more than Josh Allen. I know Josh Allen is more high profile, but Brian Burns is very talented. He's got serious Ben. He's a great speed rusher, and uh, he's a freak athlete. So, you know, highly productive um, at Florida State, I think that would definitely be somebody that would make a lot of sense across from, you know, Lorenzo Carter. Um, with the Giants, you know, they have two picks now. So they could go Brian Burns, and then if they wanted, they can get, you know, maybe uh, a Devin Bush or, or you know, really what they could do, Tyler. And they could go Devin White at six, or they could trade down. I would probably trade down, but they could go Devin White grab that, you know, inside linebacker next to Alec Ogletree. And then, you know, at 17, you know, I would look really best available. Um, But 
I like their interior. So, you know, really what's left after that, you know, I mean, it's, it's really, you probably need just another because Betcher runs a three, four. So you probably need another guy, um, you know, maybe look at, you know, Christian Wilkins from Clemson, um, you know, somebody like that. Uh, I could also see them going corner. You know, I like, I really like Sam Beal and I think he's going to be very good. Um, their supplemental draft pick, but, and that's why, by the way, they didn't have a third round pick because they didn't trade it. They drafted Sam Beal with the third, uh, third round supplemental draft pick. So that gives up um, the 2019. But I just look at it and I think, you know, obviously they could go receiver. Um, it, it would kind of be a little puzzling to me if they traded OBJ and then drafted DK Metcalf number six. But oh yeah. You know, I, I, it's just like, what are you doing? You know, was it just to get him out of the place? And I, I think that's kind of what it was because they could have gotten a lot more for him. Um, so I, there's multiple places they can go. Yeah. You know, I, I think corner is definitely, you know, getting somebody like Byron Murphy could be huge for them. You know, a cornerback out of Washington. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, getting another safety. You know, we talk about Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. Um, you know, obviously Chauncey Gardner Johnson from Florida. Those are two guys I definitely keep an eye on. But you know, there are guys kind of all over that would make sense for the Giants. And if you wanted to, you know, kind of spice things up, I'm sure you could go receiver. And maybe you go, um, you draft. You know, you don't necessarily feel like you have to draft somebody like, um, you know, DK Metcalf. So with 37th overall pick, you select AJ Brown, his teammate. You know, somebody like that. Um, I think that'd make a lot of sense, but I mean, you, you know, the Giants can go really wherever because I don't really know what their, their direction is. And if they draft, you know, Dwayne Haskins, I just feel bad for Dwayne Haskins because it's like, he's going to this, you know, system that now doesn't have OBJ, you know? Um, I mean, that's really it. I'm not saying, you know, they can't, I just, I don't understand what they're doing. So I would avoid a quarterback. If I'm the Giants, I take Tyree Jackson, if anything. Try to develop him. If you're that sold on Eli, let Tyree sit a year or two years and have him challenge Kyle Lalletta for the job. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I, you know, In most mock drafts, I think you're going to continue to see Dwayne Haskins um, you know, until we start hearing some, of, some other buzz out there. Um, but they can absolutely go in a lot of directions. This is a Giants team that doesn't just have a couple holes to fill. I mean, they. This is a pretty barren roster, especially on defense. Um, you know, they've. You get a guy like Antoine Bethea, but you know he can't be your long-term answer at safety. You know, maybe you keep him for a year or so. Um, they could use a right tackle. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade down a couple draft slots. Um, maybe get a guy like Jalon Taylor, a guy like Jonah Williams. You know. Because, um, I mean, then you're looking at a line of, you know, you bring in Spencer Pulley, so you solidify your center position with a guy who was there. Um, he's he's okay. You know, he's not – I don't like him as a super long-term answer, but I think he can give you some solid center play. Um, he's next to two stud guards. You want to get all-pro Seitler, and you have um, – <clears throat> sorry about that. You have left guard Bill Hernandez, who is just, you know – big and physical and commits, uh, you know, a few too many penalties, but, you know, he's tough as nails. He clears lanes for Saquon Barkley. Um, and then, 
you know, you got Solder, maybe you move him to right tackle and draft a left tackle, or you keep him at left and get a right tackle. Um, offensive line has been an issue for years, so you'd really like to see them get a solid line. Um, especially the way it sounds, it sounds like they want to go to a run-first offense, you know, kind of an old-school offense. And they have the running back to do it. Um, I think you get another tackle, and you can run all over the field. Um, as long as you have a somewhat respectable pass game, um, it should be able to keep guys off of Barkley. Um, another one is edge rusher, like you said. I think Brian Burns would be a great pick. Um, you put a guy like that next to Lorenzo Carter, and you start looking at a pretty good sack tandem going on. Um, Betcher has that 3-4, so, I mean, outside linebacker is a very, very important position. Um, they tried having Vernon there, and Vernon played respectably. But I do think that Olivier Vernon is a 4-3, hand-in-the-dirt um, defensive end more than he is, you know, a 3-4 outside linebacker. Um, so you got those two. Receiver is now suddenly a need. That's somewhere you felt comfortable. Now you don't. Um, you're looking at Sterling Shepard and Corey Coleman starting. Um, Sterling Shepard, who I, I actually really like. We both liked him coming out of Oklahoma. Um, he's very talented. I love him as a slot receiver. But is he a number one? I don't think so. That's um, resounding no. <laughs> exactly. Corey Coleman is another guy. I I want Corey Coleman to be good. You know, he's on the Giants. I actually kind of liked him in college. Um, but what has he really shown? You know what I mean? He has not produced the way his draft status was supposed to. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, if I, you're the Giants, yeah. I, I think you definitely start fielding some calls for those picks. You know what I mean? If somebody's really desperate for a quarterback or something like that, maybe you take that call and try to you know, stack yourself for the next couple drafts. If you're going into a rebuild, you need draft picks. Yeah, so I, I think you know they might have to consider guys like Kevin White in free agency mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of room after you know relinquishing you know sixteen million of cap just to trade away a superstar receiver. Um, what I'm interested to know from you is obviously you know you're the Giants guy here. Would you want to trade for Josh Rosen? There are, there's some news out there that the Giants are interested in Josh Rosen. They're interested in potentially trading with the Arizona Cardinals for Josh Rosen. And for me, he was number three, number four quarterback on my board. Really, I kind of went back and forth between him and Mayfield. But really, I mean, I know you liked him. What would you give up for him if you would, if you do believe that you would trade for him? That's the one issue with Josh Rosen. What is Arizona asking for? Um, if I'm Gettleman, those, you know, I might try to shop around those two first round picks, but just for Josh Rosen, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it. Especially if you know that Arizona, um, you kind of got to call their bluff a little bit. If you know that they are all, all about Kyler Murray, you know what I mean? If they're all about him and they're all in on him and they're done with Rosen, you know, cause he was the last, the last coach's guy and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it just depends so much on his value. First round, absolutely not. You know, second, third, maybe you start thinking about it. Um, he was definitely one of my top quarterbacks of that draft. Um, I would say Darnold and Mayfield were above that. Um, but I had nothing wrong with Josh Rosen. I actually wanted the Giants to get him at the time 
because um, a little bit early in the draft season, it sounded like he was going to be a late first, second round. So it kind of made some sense. Um, he ended up going, you know, fairly early for the trade up. But he was a guy that I was looking at as the replacement to Eli Manning, um, which I think could still bold well for him. You know, not having Odo Beckham is going to be a big hit, but he goes right into a system with a good offensive line, which Arizona does not have. They probably have one of the worst lines in the NFL, you know, prior to this draft and all that. Um, but yeah, I think if the price is right, I'd say a second or a third round pick at this point. Um, I would have thought maybe a fourth if they threw in Olivier Vernon. Um, with him being in Cleveland now, they have a little less ammo to deal. But I guess we're going to see what happens. So I really don't know Gettleman. He's, he's a very up-and-down GM. I see some really good moves, like the Zeitler trade, the JPP trade last year. Um, but then you go out and trade OBJ and don't really sign anybody in free agency. So I really don't know what to make of Dave Gettleman at this point. Yeah, it's it's confusing, you know. Um, it, it, that's really just what it is. What is the direction? You know, because you can cut right now, you can cut Janoris Jenkins, Kareem Martin, and Rhett Ellison, and you're saving around $13 million. Guess what? That's not even as much as what you gave away to cut OBJ. So I keep going back to that because really that's the puzzling thing here. Why were they so... I mean, it just didn't make any sense. No one believed it because why would you... Cap is so valuable in this league, you know? Why would you do that? It just... So, with Rosen, what I wonder, Tyler... And it sounds weird because it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, the Giants trade OBJ away to get Rosen. But, I mean, the 17th overall pick, you trade that to the Cardinals. I don't think that's a bad move if you believe Rosen is absolutely the best fit to be your starting quarterback because then... I think you 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 know test the waters with Eli. You know, if if the Dolphins don't get Teddy Bridgewater, they really have kind of honed in on Teddy Bridgewater. If he goes back to New Orleans after this meeting that he just had, the Dolphins are kind of, you know, in nowhere, you know, nowhere's land basically, no man's land. So, do you dangle Eli to them? Do you dangle Eli to a team like that? Um, you know, maybe uh, you, you test the waters, you know, with other teams. I mean, you know, it just, it, that's that's kind of my thing here, you know, because, like, there are teams that, a lot of these teams, a lot of the quarterbacks are full, but I mean, like, even the Bengals, you know. And another thing, we talk about Rosen, would you trade a first-rounder for somebody like Matthew Stafford? That's also another thing that interests me, because it's like, you'd be drafting Stafford in the first round. He's older, but he's experienced, and it's like, you're getting somebody that can instantly, you know, make do. I mean, he's got, you know, a rocket arm. He's somebody that really, I think, could, uh, he could help this team. But at the same time, I guess it really just goes back to what we keep saying. Where's the direction with this team? And, and we can't really make a move until we have that direction. But then again, being interested in, in uh, Josh Rosen, it's like, w what is going on? <laughs> you know, it's hard to really... You know, have where's the barometer of what we're doing? Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, my take is, yeah, I mean, if you can trade a first-rounder and get Matthew Stafford or even a guy that um, we had a conversation about this the other day, Derek Carr, you know, if you can grab a guy, a good quarterback, 
Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, you trade a first round for that, for sure. You know, Rosen, I'm I'm decently high on. I think I think he can be good if he's put in the right system. Um, I think you know he's he's got a good arm and he needs to get more awareness and more acclimated to the NFL game. Um, as we saw in his rookie year, he made some nice plays, but overall, not a very productive quarterback. Um, not that he wasn't working with you know virtually nothing because they didn't really have a good line. David Johnson had a down year. Um, but I think if you could get a guy like a Stafford or a Derek Carr, that would be even better. You know, even if you have to give up Eli in that trade, you know, because if the Lions were to do that, they would need somebody to start in the meantime. But, um, yeah, yeah. so Rosen, uh, highest I go is that 17. I think you have to hold on to that six pick. Pick number six, this is, I mean, you're a team that needs defensive talent. And what does this draft have? A lot of defensive talent, you know. They could be looking at a situation like the Jets a few years ago. They ended up with Leonard Williams. He just fell into their lap because, you know, teams were trading up for QBs and running backs and all this stuff. I think that's a really good, you know, way to put it. Um, what do you think is the best case scenario for the Giants on draft day? Do you think it's, you know, somebody like Quinn Williams falls to six? Would that be the best possible case scenario? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you get a guy like if Bosa or Williams somehow gets to six miraculously, you have to pull the trigger on that. There is no no possible way that you turn that down. Um, I think more realistically, um, I think Bosa, Allen will probably be gone. Um, maybe you take a guy like Montez Sweat that high. Maybe you go with a Brian Burns. Um, you know, there's again, there's just so many directions that they can go in. But yeah, I think if Ed Oliver or Quinn Williams ends up at six, I don't see how they pass up on that. You know, I think they're guys that can fit multiple schemes and really get after the quarterback and be a huge help in the run game. Yeah, and I mean, that's really what it's going to be. But the Giants are also going to have to hit home on, you know, some some of their other picks. I mean, you know, they don't just pick in the first round. Um, they do have, you know, of course, they have their, their second round, um, their third round they got because, you know, obviously they did give, you know, that away in the um the compensatory pick we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, with Sam Beal. So, you know, that's really kind of my question there is like where do you see, you know, the Giants going? Because like I look at this and I think that I could pretty much come up with an with a nice plan for the Giants. You know, because when I look at, you know, say the first two picks, you can kind of go wherever. Um, if you're talking, say they get Josh Rosen for their second rounder. Now their first rounders, they don't have to spend on a quarterback. So they got Josh Rosen, just a second rounder and they have Eli. So say they trade Eli away and they get another third, right? So you have your two firsts. Maybe you go, uh, you know, Devin white at number six or, you know, Brian Burns. And then, Number 17, you go, huh, you know, I need some help in the back end of the secondary. And you decide to, you know, throw it, you know, caution the wind and, and grab a Nisir Adderley. And now it's like, okay, so I've solidified safety. I solidified linebacker or outside linebacker. And now I have quarterback taken care of. Rosen's going to be my quarterback. So then third round, I have, I have two third round picks 
because of the Eli trade, you know, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, that's kind of your option. You can kind of look at see at those tackles that fall. You know, you can try to get value there, the offensive tackles. You could also get value in the interior position. So, you know, I think somebody like Rennell Wren out of Arizona State, Daniel Wise of Kansas, um, you know, obviously Colin Saunders would be huge out of Western Illinois. You know, there are guys in there, you know, Kiki uh, Kingsley, or or sorry, Kingsley Kiki uh, from Texas A&M, you know, Daylon Mack from Texas A&M. There are guys, so... You know, I think the Giants could definitely, you know, go that route. And then round four, you know, you could look at wide receiver. You know, this is a really deep wide receiver group. So, you know, I think round four, you could look at a Keelan Doss from UC Davis, uh, get somebody that I thought, you know, just being at the Senior Bowl really impressed, and then maybe get another Senior Bowl darling in uh, Penny Hart. Um, you know, I, I, I think those two would be great. And then, you know, you, you look in round five, you got three picks, Maybe just bulk up with uh, cornerbacks. Talk about Mark Fields from Clemson. Um, you know, talk about Corey Ballantyne from Washburn. Uh, you know, you know uh, what's his face? Um, Beatty uh, from uh, Derek Beatty from Kentucky. You know, those uh, developmental guys. Um, you know, I think that would make a lot of sense. So, you know, I think the Giants, they can kind of put together a nice plan and get back on track, but... Right now, being a Giants fan is definitely probably, uh, you know, a struggle. So, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I see you're trucking along there, but it's, uh, it, it's fun to speculate, but it's also, it's probably kind of scary when you're actually a fan of the team and you literally have no idea what direction they're going in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There isn't a Giants fan out there that doesn't want some kind to see some kind of plan from Gettleman as to what we're trying to do with this team. Um, only advice I can really give Giants fans is to stay the faith, you know, um, coming from your perspective as, as a Rams fan, you know, you've suffered through pretty much a decade of incompetence. Um, and now, now look at you, you know, NFC champions and all that good stuff. So there is hope out there, Giants fans, for sure. Um, whether it's with Gettleman or not, um, nobody permanently stays bad. So. Let's see what happens in this draft. You know, there's so many directions, so many picks. You know, let's just be patient. As hard as that is to do with this team sometimes. All right, uh, Jake, thank you for joining our podcast today. Um, you are the first guest, so that's something that nobody else can ever take away. So <laughs> appreciate you having on. I appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely, sir. All righty, so to all you Giants fans, um, next week – we're going to have another podcast out. We might be talking about a mock draft at that point. Um, so I appreciate the listen. Go ahead. You know, give me a follow. Tell people about it. Let's really push that. Um, and even if you're not a Giants fan, Downtown Sports Network, it's a brand new network. Um, Jake is actually the creator of. Um, so if you don't know anybody, we're looking for people to come on and write and host the podcast. And, you know. We're all fans. We all love our teams. And that's really what DTS Network is all about. Because we just want to put out great quality content about the teams that we all love.